the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I appreciate your time today, devoting it to listening to The Bruce Hooley Show in part or in its entirety. You can follow us on various apps if you cannot connect via terrestrial radio, iHeartTuneInRadio.com. We have our own app, Search 989FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. I endeavor to be a source of truth, one you can trust, one that will always tell you the accurate information that is out there, even if it doesn't support the position that I purport, well, not purport, the position that I hold. I never position an argument to get an audience. I never give a side just to generate listener feedback or anything like that. If I say it, I believe it. But determining who to believe is the real trick of our society today. So I don't know what to make of political polling from the Renacci campaign for governor of the state of Ohio that says that Jim Renacci, one of two challengers of incumbent Governor Mike DeWine, that Renacci is ahead of Mike DeWine because I don't think the Renacci campaign would be releasing a poll if the results showed that Renacci was not doing well. But it is to Renacci's campaign advantage to release a poll that says he is ahead of DeWine because that would build, presumably, momentum for Jim Renacci's campaign to unseat Mike DeWine as governor. Now, make sure you know, I'm not saying that the Renacci campaign is lying about the results of its internal polling. But I think there are ways to poll fairly, but not necessarily accurately. And I'm not accusing them of that either. But let me give you the results of this poll, because we spent a lot of time talking about the Ohio Senate campaign. It's a very consequential campaign. We have, unfortunately, been saddled with the long-term Senate tenure of career politician Sherrod Brown, who is pro-abortion, pro-welfare, pro-crime. He may not say he holds those positions, but all his policies underscore and accentuate and, and, and exacerbate those situations. But on the Republican side, Rob Portman is not running again because Washington got too contentious for him. The job became hard. He couldn't be just a policy wonk. So he's going back home and eat lunch every day at the Golden Lamb, which is family owned. Good for him. But we need a staunch conservative to be the second senator from the state of Ohio. And we don't know yet if it will be Bernie Moreno, Mike Gibbons, Josh Mandel, Jane Timpkin, J.D. Vance, 
is another mainstream candidate, but I pray it's not him. Because Matt Dolan is very tolerant of the LGBT movement. And I don't think any Republican senator who's worth his weight in campaign contributions can be that. Matt Dolan wants to be the next Rob Portman, not just in having the job, but in doing the job like Rob Portman. And I don't want that in my next senator. But we focused a lot of time on that. Understandably, it's a race of great consequence. But the governor's race is a race of great consequence, too, because we don't want to give the governorship of the state of Ohio to Nan Whaley, the liberal mayor of Dayton, or some super, super liberal candidate from Cleveland. But Nan Whaley will probably win the Democratic nomination. She's anti-gun. She's she's a Democrat. Of course, you know what she's for. She's pro-abortion. She'll be pro-taxes, pro-spending, pro-welfare, all the things that Democrats are for, all the things they've stood four square behind since the mid-60s that have, that have enslaved minorities to the destruction of the family, to basically being tethered forever to government programs. They're not about personal empowerment. They're not about individual achievement. They're not about equality of opportunity. They're about equality of outcome. And it is irrefutable that you cannot run a society long-term where you are taking from the people who work and produce and giving to the people who don't work and don't produce. Because the people who don't work and don't produce will become addicted to the handout, and the people who are working and have taken away from them the things they have justifiably earned will soon come, or at least eventually come, to the conclusion that this is a waste of my time. Why am I working so hard when they're just going to take it away from me? And then you have lost the underpinnings of an orderly society, a high-functioning society, a greatly achieving society. So the governorship of Ohio is consequential. I have uh, personally uh, a desire that a couple of the candidates who are running for the Republican Senate nomination, I wish a couple of them were running for governor. Because I think governor is a position of greater consequence and a better launching pad to an eventual perhaps presidential bid or vice presidential bid than the governorship of the, uh, than, than the uh, U.S. Senate spot on the Republican side. But they've already put their name in and worked hard and spent a lot of money to become the next senator, so that is where they will be. So we are left with the choice between, on the Republican side, Mike DeWine, Jim Renacci, and Joe Blystone. Joe Blystone is the everyman candidate. You see a lot of Joe Blystone signs out there. I said Renacci's polling, which has him up on DeWine outside the margin of error, 46% to 38%. I'm not saying it's inaccurate. I'm saying there's a way to do that polling so that you put yourself in front of 800 or 1,000 likely Republican voters who are going to be likely predisposed to not love Mike DeWine and likely predisposed to not know about Joe Blystone. If you poll in Western Ohio 1,000 random Republicans in Auglaize, Dark, Mercer, Miami County, Joe Blystone's going to do very, very well. 
rural areas of Ohio is where Joe Blystone is going to run strongest. Renacy has been a critic of Mike DeWine for a long time. And I feel strongly that DeWine's chance of becoming governor for a second term will be determined in May, not in November. Of course, he has to win the primary in May to get to the general in November. And if he doesn't win the primary in May, he can't get to the general in November. Can't imagine Mike DeWine, career Republican, running as a third-party candidate. But I think DeWine's got a much tougher race in the primary than he does in the general. In the general, he's going to appeal to crossover Democrats who are going to love the fact that he was pro-lockdown, COVID-scared. Mike DeWine's COVID-scared. He is. He may dispute that. He can. I don't care. I'm entitled to my opinion. He's entitled to his. I think initially his decisions were sensible. But after a while, it became clear that he is he was drunk with power and he was overreaching on his shutdowns and he picked and chose winners. And a governor shouldn't do that. So Jim Renacci's chance of becoming the governor of Ohio is a little bit like, and I know he won't like this, but it's a little bit like, how Joe Biden became president. If Jim Renese becomes governor of the state of Ohio, or at least the Republican nominee for the governor of the state of Ohio, it'll be more because of what he's not than because of what he is. Because there's going to be a groundswell of support for whichever candidate is not Mike DeWine in the Republican primary, because there are just a lot of Republicans who are done with Mike DeWine. They see him as tired, old, career politician, representative of lockdowns, shutdowns, and the like. Renacy is doing what every challenger to every perceived squish Republican around the country is doing. He is running as fast as he can in every way that he can toward Donald Trump. So if you have a thought on the Renacy-DeWine race, and Renacy is very worried about Blystone's impact on the race. We had Renacy on the show a while ago. Welcome him back anytime he wants to come on. And I said, do you think Joe Blystone complicates your chances of getting elected? And I did admire very much that Renacy said, yeah, he does. Because he's muddying the picture. Well, Joe Blystone is entitled to muddy the picture. He's entitled to put his own money, his own time, his own treasure, his own effort into winning the governorship of the state of Ohio. And that would be, that would be a political story, not just locally, but nationally. So we'll dig into some of the nuances of this Renacy poll and whether if you have a thought on how this governor's race shapes up, I'd love to hear it. Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Today at noon, I'm going to very purposely go through what should be a blockbuster report that every media outlet in our country chases. It was a report last night on Special Report from Brett Baer that lays out the case of how planned was the effort by our public health officials to obscure the likelihood that COVID leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. The report was amazing. I've distilled it down to the information you need to know. It will be a second part of that report tonight on Special Report, which airs on Fox at 6 p.m., but I thought it was very important to bring it to you because 
You may not have heard it, and you need to hear it, and you certainly aren't going to hear it on CNN or any of the major networks or MSNBC. But it shows you just how planned the effort was to obscure what is most likely the true origination of a virus that has killed almost 900,000 Americans. All that ahead on The Bruce Hooley Show. I like to be excited about political candidates. There haven't been many that have excited me for a while. Uh, Donald Trump excited me, in part because I was terrified of Hillary Clinton. Um, Ron DeSantis would super excite me in 2024. There are certain candidates on the Republican side of the Ohio Senate race that excite me. As we get closer to that race, as I see how it shapes up, uh, I may let you know my personal feelings on that. On the governor's race, A, I'm excited about Joe Blystone. And I'm not saying I'm endorsing Joe Blystone. I'm excited about Joe Blystone because here's what I like about the trend toward politics now. And I'm talking about politics from the school board level on up. I like the involvement of everyday people. I like the involvement of successful, passionate, committed people. People who are stepping away from the private sector to sacrifice their time and take the chance to run for office. I've always been intrigued about the possibility of running for office. I think my wife would not be intrigued by it. So people who come to that decision with their families, and I also don't feel like I could muster the financial support to do it. Joe Blystone, very successful businessman, farmer, great family restaurant. Just Joe Blystone's an interesting guy. Jim Renacci, very successful businessman. Now, Renacci's run for office before, and the story in Politico talks about Renacci having some baggage from running for the Senate in Ohio in 2018 when Mike DeWine was elected governor. And Politico makes the point that Renacci was the only Republican to lose statewide that year, losing to Sherrod Brown by seven points. Well, that's not a fair way to grade Jim Renacci. Jim Renacci was... He did a solid for the party right there, jumping in when Josh Mandel pulled out of the race for personal reasons at a late juncture. So there's no telling. Jim Renacci might have been able to get that Senate spot in 2018 had he had the requisite amount of run-up to that race that other candidates on the Republican side had across the board. DeWine got about 178,000 more votes than Renacci that year. I don't find that to be a an unbridgeable margin for Jim Renacci in terms of defeating Mike DeWine in the upcoming May primary. Are there 178,000 Republican voters in the state of Ohio who in 2018 would have supported Mike DeWine, who because of Mike DeWine's embrace, (laughs) shall we say, of Democratic-leaning COVID policies might be ready to abandon Mike DeWine now? Oh, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, I think so. And again, I'm not saying that's going to be good necessarily in the November general. I'm not sure. I think DeWine is an easier win for Republicans in November than Renacci is. He's probably an easier win in November than Joe Blystone would be. But DeWine's got to make it there first. Renacci's trying to challenge him. His internal polling shared with Politico and other 
conservative outlets, has Renacy up on DeWine among Republican voters, 46 to 38 percent. Renacy is hoping to get Donald Trump's endorsement. Will he get it? I don't think Trump will endorse. I don't think Trump will endorse in the advance of the May primary. Now, DeWine made him mad when Mike DeWine was one of the first Republican politicians to say that Joe Biden was the next president. Trump didn't like that. But he hasn't come after DeWine, Trump, like he went after, of course, Anthony Gonzalez. He chased Anthony Gonzalez out of politics. I just hope he didn't chase him to the Democratic Party. So Renacy's hired Trump's polling firm. He's hired Trump's former PR guy, Brad Pascal. When you surround yourself with people Donald Trump has worked with before, they're one of two reasons you do it. One, because, well, you think they're really good at what they do, and that's a possibility. Or you're hoping that their friendship, their working relationship with Donald Trump helps you get Donald Trump's endorsement. For instance, Bernie Moreno, U.S. Senate candidate. Who's Bernie Moreno's campaign manager? Kellyanne Conway. Now, Bernie Moreno's a smart businessman. And he might have hired Kellyanne Conway because he's pretty impressed with Kellyanne Conway. Why would he not be? But it also doesn't hurt that she's tight with Donald Trump. So there are those who look at Mike DeWine's career in politics in the state of Ohio. The fact that he was a senator. The fact that he's... Attorney General, the fact that he's governor one term, and say, no, DeWine's too good, too strong of a brand, and he's unbeatable as governor of the state of Ohio. I don't think he's unbeatable. I think a lot of what happens from here on out will make a difference. If Ohio settles back in, have you noticed the COVID press conferences have ceased? I think Mike DeWine knows, and I think his political operatives have told him, Mike, COVID has become an anvil around your neck. People in Ohio are tired of COVID. They don't want to hear about masks. They don't want to hear about any more intrusions on their freedom or on their liberty. And anytime you step in front of a podium and sound the alarm about positive test results or hospitals being overcrowded or the need to get a vaccine or the need to get a first, second, third, or fourth booster, it costs you votes. Mike DeWine's in a very odd situation as this May primary approaches. I think the more he's out publicly, the greater the risk that it hurts him getting votes. I don't know what Renacy's campaign coffers look like. I don't know what Joe Blystone's campaign coffers look like. But if those guys have the money to go big on television and radio advertising, Mike DeWine is exceedingly vulnerable in his bid for re-election. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.